Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Glams, let's go through a few orders of business, if you will. I hope everybody's doing okay, taking good care of themselves, Mm -hmm. showing yourself some tender love and care. We're giving the TLC to everyone else, but we don't give it to ourselves. So we want to just encourage everybody to take some time for yourself, do something that's going to make you happy, make you feel comforted, and maybe get offline for a little bit. I was going to say, put your phone in the other room, put it on do not disturb mode, and take a walk. Light a candle, meditate, take a walk. Every time... My phone is out of battery or in the other room or I have no Wi-Fi. I'm reminded like how incredible that feeling is. And I'm like, why don't I? Why don't I put my phone down more often? I always have my ringer off. Yeah. I, I never have my ringer on. So I do miss a lot in general on my phone. Yeah. But when you put it on do not disturb and you're not seeing any notifications. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's very freeing. So I highly recommend it. So that was first order of business. Give yourself some love. Second order of business is we have merch. We've got really cute merch. I'm wearing it right now. And let me tell you, every time I wear this, I am flattered because people are like, that is such a cute sweatshirt. Where'd you get it? I'm like, it's our podcast. We have a white one. That was a limited edition drop. Oh, that was limited dish. Okay, so scratch that. And I feel bad because I wear it all the time and you can't buy it. You can make me an offer, but you can't buy your own. (laughs) Maybe we'll do another one. But it's this really cute green color with pink writing. It says Los Angeles established 2019. Everybody, all the glams, if you have this, we're going to post on social. Tell everybody how incredible this sweatshirt is how soft it is it's soft it's cozy you wash it you try it and it still looks good it's a crew neck love a crew neck and you know the holidays are coming up what a great gift i fully agree but also gift yourself it's a great way to support the pod take care of yourself buy yourself something nice it is a great gift for yourself And it's becoming, I mean, I don't know, it's like 80 degrees here in L.A., so what am I really even talking about? No, it's literally, though, when I wake up in the morning, because I wake up early because of the children, it is, like, so cold, and it's, like, spooky season. Like, the fog, I can't even see my hand in front of my face. Spooky season. I love it. I think, like, living close to the water, but, like, it's, it kind of gives me the spook. 
That's kind of how it was when we were in Santa Monica this week for the annual Unilever trip. So AKA beauty editor camp. Yes. I was actually talking to a few beauty editors saying that we really do need a beauty editor camp that's not tied to a brand where we can all get together because it really is great. It feels so good to be with your people and to catch up after seeing people you haven't seen in so long, but also meeting people who you've been like Instagram friends with. Right, right. Every year there's a Unilever trip. Unilever, as you guys may know, if you listen to our episode of Who Owns Who, Unilever is a huge beauty conglomerate and they own a ton of different brands. Dove, Tresemme, Shea Moisture, Vaseline. I always forget that Unilever is not an American corporation. They are a UK brand, but they own so many well-established brands. And so they set aside a week, really four days, to have all of the beauty editors, freelance writers, etc., get together in one place where there's just back-to-back programming where you're going to learn about like every single launch that they're going to have coming up for 2024. Why do they do this? For planning purposes, this is also a great way to trend forecast. They said something during a deodorant conversation Mm -hmm. this week that got my juices flowing. And I was like, ah, if Unilever is going hard on this ingredient, I have a feeling that we're going to not only see more of this ingredient, but more of it in deodorant. Just an onslaught. And we can't talk about it yet. We can't talk about it yet, but we're already seeing this ingredient a lot in skincare. Mm -hmm. But the use of it in deodorant, we obviously need to do more research to make sure that what they're claiming is true. But I tend to believe Unilever, they have a huge research facility, like their R&D is crazy. They have the money to do it, right? So it was fabulous. So it's like college kind of. Totally. You have these little blocks programming, and then you have some free time, and then you go to a party at night. And get to mingle and like hang out with like the hairstylists and. And the people from the Unilever team and then the people from Edelman who runs their PR. But there were 58 of us, 58 beauty editor writers. So you can only imagine just how cute everyone was. (laughs) I just like loved looking at everyone's like makeup and hair and style. And it was just like so fun. Kirby and I asked a bunch of beauty editors like what was in their bag. Yes, that's on our Instagram. And most of them came from New York. Some came from Canada. I think there were a few others there from across the world. But for the most part, New York, they had it in Santa Monica this year. We stayed at the Proper. The Proper is a gorgeous hotel. I've been going there a lot for events. So I feel like a lot of beauty brands like having their events there. But it's connected to Surya Spa. And if you are a Kardashian follower or watch the show... You know that Courtney, when she was trying to get pregnant with Travis, she and Travis were going to Surya and doing this whole regimen of things to essentially prepare her to try to get pregnant. So Surya is based in like Ayurvedic practices and like what Kirby was saying. I think I may have mentioned this. I don't know if I did on the pod, but I went there a few weeks after I found out I was pregnant with Cade. It's always facialists and people giving me like massages are always the first people who find out I'm pregnant because you have to tell them so early on. You know, you're not telling everyone else, but you're like, oh, by the way, you can't use it. I'm pregnant. So Martha, who runs Surya, 
I told her and she like put her fingers on my pulse, my wrist. And she goes, do you feel that? I feel the second heartbeat. She's like, you are pregnant. And I was like, But I was like, this, I mean, maybe I mean, she's very intuitive, obviously. But did you know you were pregnant? I did. I did. I knew I was pregnant. And I told her, but she was like, I feel the second heartbeat. Do you feel that second? See, it would have been better if you didn't know. And she told you totally. Or if I didn't tell her, and she was like, are you pregnant? So I couldn't do the Yoni steam or any of that. But you can like get these insane like postpartum treatments and they can even come to your house but you have to have like Kardashian money. It's expensive. Totally. Now, for the whole regimen for weeks or whatever, yes, you have to be financially capable of doing yes. that. But you can go and get a massage. And let me tell you, so I got their signature massage. The forehand massage. It's a forehand massage. And it was absolutely, I mean, should I say orgasmic? Like it was better than an orgasm. <laughs> Isn't it crazy, though, how synchronized they are? You're like, are they practicing this all the time? Because it's obviously two people, four hands, and they're doing the same exact motion on each side of your body. Yes. So I've had a forehand massage before. This one at Surya is called Abhyanga Massage. And it's two women Every single thing is thought of. So I only got a 30-minute massage. I am going back to get, I mean, if they have an 80 or 90-minute, I would be living the life, okay? But this massage, you go in, the room is warm. I mean, I don't remember what it was like to be in the womb. I don't think most people do, but it feels like what I would suspect feels like you're in the womb. It's so warm. It's like there's no chill in the air. It's also like, so beautifully designed. Like, I don't know if Kelly Worsler also designed Surya Spa, but I think she probably did because it's like the same vibe as as the proper, but it's so stunning. I mean, the bathroom alone was incredible. So while you are changing in the bathroom, they're like getting everything set up. You come out, you lay face down, and you're not under a sheet, like a traditional massage. I have no problem with this, but I did. I had people DMing me and I was like, this is not for the modest. Like at one point, my breasts were out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they massage your stomach. Yep. So you're laying face down and they start. They put a little towel like over your butt crack and then they pour this hot oil on your back synchronized. They could have just done that the whole time. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, there really is something so orgasmic about the hot oil, like the stream, like dripping on your back. And then, of course, they go in. Because what is the massage called in Ayurvedic tradition where you're laying on your back and they drip the oil on the forehead? Like on your third eye? It is called the Shirodhara third eye treatment. Yes. Okay. The Shirodhara third eye treatment. Yes. I've had that before and I loved it. So I probably could have suspected I would enjoy something like this where the oil is warm and it's being, you know, consistently poured in a synchronized fashion from the top of your body all the way down. And then I was trying to relax, but I just couldn't stop thinking about how in sync these women were. There was not one movement in which they were not identically yeah. mimicking each other from the pressure to where their hand placement was, 
Like at one point they had like a hand down at my foot and a hand down at my shoulder. And then they were like bringing them together. And I was just like, it is like a dance. It's like a dance. No, it was truly beautiful, artistic. It felt amazing. And I told them, I was like, I am coming back here. I'm so glad that I got to try this out and see what it was like. Very much a spa massage. Like, you know, there's like the now and there's squeeze. That's like an in and out quick massage. You're this is a whole experience. And it was truly so beautiful. Did you have time to like have the tea and the cookie at the beginning? I made time. So my appointment was at 830 in the morning. So they gave it to me afterwards. And it was like you went into the meditation room and you had your little loaf of bread with the little spoon of whatever. And then you drink your tea. It was absolutely fabulous. You can even like buy the bread from there because it's like so you delicious. Can? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I, maybe the holidays are just on my mind. But anytime anyone asks me like for like a recommendation for a true spa experience, I, I'm like, do you have some money? Because it's a little expensive, but it is unlike anything else that you can find in L.A. Yes, this is a luxury spa experience at Surya. And I'm looking on the website right now. You can book 60 minutes for $325 or 90 minutes for $445. Oh, yeah, look, I want like right below the Abhyanga massage. They have the Shiodara. So perfect. That's great. You can do a whole thing. A gorgeous experience. Had the best time with all these beauty editors. It was actually really interesting, too, to see what products they were loving, what was on their face, what was in their bag. The tea. We were just sharing, you know, stories, swapping stories and experiences. It's just like fun, like you said, to like be with all these people that we haven't been around in so long. Like obviously like all the L.A. beauty editors see each other all the time. But to be able to connect with the New York editors, we should do one where it's like not tied to a brand. That would be so fun. OK, guys, we haven't done Woif in a while, but we have a double Woif. If you guys listen to Ride, mine and Sarah's favorite podcast. We listened to it together while getting ready last week at one of the Unilever events. This would be called a carpool. This would be called a carpool. <laughs> but this is a double wife. And this is for a new product that launched earlier this month or maybe even late September. I can't remember the exact timing, but it is from I would say friend of the pod and she's definitely a friend of both of us, but she's not a friend of the pod cuz she's never been on the pod. I know, which is such a bummer because she should have been. We'll, we'll get her. We'll get her on soon. She's obviously on our wish list. Katie Jane Hughes launched a product. And do you remember your first experience ever meeting Katie? Gosh, no, but I just feel like she's been around, obviously, for as long as I've been doing this. And I like just remember getting pitches about her being, you know, like, brand ambassador for all these different people like forever. Right. So I remember the very first time I ever heard of Katie was she was working for Butter London and she was their celebrity manicurist. She did nails. And I recreated one of her looks from a fashion show from New York Fashion Week, I believe. I cannot remember. I'll have to look it up and share on our Instagram stories. But I recreated it and she wrote me on Instagram at the time and was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did this. This is like a perfect recreation, like love you for this. So then it was really exciting to watch her branch out from nails and start doing 
the makeup of these, you know, cool girls in Hollywood and, you know, these fashion girls and being the go-to for these women. And so she obviously branched out. She started doing makeup, blew up, and she was refreshing because people were looking to her on how to create a makeup look that didn't cover their entire face like a mask, which was Mm -hmm. obviously the trend at the time. Mm -hmm. She has lines and wrinkles on her face. And she was like, I'm not here to tell you, you don't have pores, you don't have lines or anything. I'm going to show you how to work with those things. So this brand launch of hers feels really true to who she is. Yes, it's because if you watch her tutorials, you know that she has just the glowiest skin. She's not covering her skin, but it's glowy AF. It's so, so beautiful. Totally. So she launches the Hypershine Highlight Kit. And this was late September, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. September 26th. It's a customizable product that gives you the power to create the perfect luminous glow for your complexion. So there, the kit, you get it all together. There's a pigment, there's a serum, and then a brush. And the pigment, it looks like a highlighter in a pot. It's a cream, it's a cream highlighter. It comes in four different shades. It reminds me a lot of like Chanel's the creamy eyeshadows. It's like definitely the same vibe. At first glance, it looks a lot like the Chanel ones to me. But you're correct. Okay, got it. So the pigment comes in four shades. And when she was promoting it, she's like, you can use this everywhere. Eyes, chicks, lips, body. It's a creamy base. It blends. And there's emollients in it that ensure the formula delivers seamless finish with the most radiant sheen. Okay, so like you said, it comes in four different shades. There is a light pink, a light gold, a light copper, and a light bronze. And when I requested the mailer, I did not say what shade I wanted. They just chose it for me. And I was sent the light pink, which I honestly would have picked light gold for myself. However, I was very pleasantly surprised how much I loved the light pink. And now I'm like, have I been doing this all wrong my entire life? Am I like a pink highlight girl? (laughs) I might be. So that surprises me. Similarly, I did not choose my shade. I just, you get what you get. And I got light gold. And I was like, perhaps she knows that I prefer (laughs) warmer over cool tones. But I would think that she would maybe put me in a pink versus, you know, you would be gold. I would be pink. Totally. I love, I love, 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 love this shade. The light gold, especially in the inner corner of the eye. Oh, it's so good. I want both actually now, but I am really happy with the light pink. It's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. It really, truly just looks like the perfect natural glow on my skin. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how she did it. So I think it boils down to the kit, which is so smart. So obviously you have this cream highlight pigment that is going to create the actual lit within glow to your skin, right? But it also comes with this brush and the Hypershine Serum. And the Hypershine Serum kind of just looks like a lip gloss. Mm-hmm. It's in a tube and there's a lot of product. The viscosity of it is pretty thick. So you just take a little bit. I put it in the lid of mm-hmm. the pigment. I'll dip 
my brush in it. And then I'll dip the brush into the pigment from the serum. And that's what's going to give the skin the luminosity, the way that it kind of has more of a sheen versus like a glow. And she must have been thinking a lot about the difference between glowing skin, the sheen of a skin. Because, you know, with highlight, it can be really tricky. You can put a highlighter on your face that's like powder because it has mica or whatever in it. And it's going to give your skin this shine, quote unquote, but it doesn't look like skin. It, It looks like a product you're putting on your face. Yeah, which is like very much what everyone did in like 2016, 2017. There was like the really harsh like line of highlight, like champagne pop. Oh, my God. If I look at all my pictures from back then, champagne pop was everywhere. I needed to blend a little bit more. But what I like about this, like Kirby said, is the fact that it is customizable, like actually have applied the highlight on its own without the serum. But I like that she lets you be like the makeup artist and you can create whatever kind of highlight look you want, whether it is like more of that luminosity or if you really want to just dab it on top of your cheekbones and like the inner corner of your eye, you know, because I feel like she could have easily to combine the two, right? Like she could have just made it be like a highlight stick a la like Chanel or uh, Westman Atelier, like one of those, or she could have made it just the cream, you know, but I like that she gives you the opportunity to see how you're feeling that day and how glowy you want to look. Yeah, because when you mix it with the serum, the pigment, it really does look dewy on the skin versus a glow. Mm -hmm. I put the highlight on my cupid's bow, my nose, my eyes and my inner corners. It was just the pigment, nothing else. So that gives me a glow where I need it. But for my cheeks, where I want it to be a little bit more dewy and look a little more fresh face, you mix it with the serum. And I, I'm i sure she would say this, but I think the combo of the pigment with the serum allows you, like you said, to play makeup artist and determine how pigmented you want this to even be. Because mm-hmm. you can also just wear the serum on its own, too. Yeah. I mean, you can literally just like go to town with the pigment by itself or the serum alone. Mm -hmm. And I'd be curious to learn if she mimicked the serum off of any particular product. Because remember when Makeup by Mario did a masterclass before he launched his brand? It was with Laura Mercier. And he talked about using this special effects product that it's used on set to make people look sweaty. Mm, mm -mm. or like tears so he's like oh yeah and like if I want Kim to look dewy I like take this product Mm. it's like it was like ten dollars and he would like just buff it into his hand with a brush and then pat it on her cheeks and it would give her like this glow that's a great question we should ask her what was this modeled after what was she inspired by I really want to pick her brain this probably was a long time coming she's been planning this forever she obviously like could have launched with so many different other things. But I feel like this is very fitting for her brand. And because she also is like filming all the tutorials and we've all learned so much from her, she's created something that we can use and based off all the things that we've learned from her, you know, all the lessons that she's taught us. So I just think it's really fun and playful and it's just a really beautiful product. It is a little expensive. It's $75. For the kit. For the kit. Okay. 
I think a little goes a long way. I think it's going to last you a really long time because you don't need a lot unless you like really want to look like um, Edward Cullen. Now Kirby can understand the reference. This is the face of a monster, whatever the <laughs> hell he says while he's like sparkling in the sun. Oh, my God. <laughs> but $75 for the brush, the serum and the pigment, like it boils down to maybe 25 bucks a product. Would you pay $25 for these three things individually. I may not pay $25 for this serum, but I would definitely pay $25 for these individually, especially like for a good brush and like a pigment that's going to last forever. Can you buy them individually? I'm sure, right? Because what if you wanted the different color? Yes, I would assume. I haven't done a deep dive on the website, but I have a feeling that people will likely run out of the serum more quickly than mm -hmm. the pigment. So there has to be ways to restock. Okay, so as it is right now, you can only buy the kit. Perhaps she'll change that. I feel like that will be changing. All right, let's get into news. There is some big old goop news, Sarah. And GP, Gwyneth herself, is going mass market. She wants to be relatable, guys. She also loves Amazon and Target just as much as we do. Did you know that? Does she? <laughs> who, who said that? Or actually, I think maybe she just loves the money. Perhaps. So Sarah and I appeared on Sounds Like a Cult last year and talked about the cult of Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow. And obviously, y'all, we are extremely critical of many things that Gwyneth touts and some of the things on her website. But I also think that she knows how to make headlines. She leans into it a lot. And in that conversation, Sarah and I both said she's extremely charming. Every time we've interviewed her, we've really enjoyed it. She seemed like a real down-to-earth person. I know that seems like a contradiction when you're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, but truly seems to actually care and like beauty. And that shouldn't be a surprise, right? Given she launched Goop way back before anybody else was doing this, she was tastemaking back then. Yes. And ultimately, she is a smart woman. She's a smart businesswoman. I also have to add that I am addicted to Goop Kitchen. You got me addicted too. Oh my God. I'm sorry to all those people who are listening right now who have no access to Goop Kitchen. Next time you're in LA, I would say... Okay, maybe get the Erewhon smoothie, but don't eat at Erewhon and go to Goop Kitchen and get yourself a pizza, a salad, order some of the pasta. DM me and I will send you my recs. I know people, <laughs> Mariana, actually, when I posted about it, she was like, I eat there every day. And then Jenna Ushkowitz as well. She's like, I eat there several times a week. I'm like, it's just so good. And it's not that expensive. It's, you know, going to cost you a little bit more than like, I don't know, your Chick-fil-A maybe. <laughs> but it's like, affordable, healthy food. Anyways, I digress. So like Kirby said, like we have obviously many criticisms about Gwyneth Paltrow, but at the end of the day, I like some of her stuff and she's a smart woman. So same. I'm actually intrigued by this new line that she's launching at Target and Amazon called good.clean.goop. Yes. And it will launch in Target and Amazon beginning October 22nd. And this story from our friend Liz Flora is kind of hilarious. This is the first paragraph. 
From its $5,000 plus in Goop Health Summit ticket packages to its lavish annual gift guide that has generated headlines with items such as an $8,000 G-label necklace and 18-karat gold dumbbells for $125,000, the lifestyle company has long prided itself on its luxury positioning. But as Paltrow hopes to grow her overall empire, Good Clean Goop is the company's latest bid to appeal to the masses. In 2021, it launched its Goop at Sea partnership with mid-priced cruise line Celebrity Cruises. So Goop.com is known for its aspirational products and Good Clean Goop has been in the works apparently since 2014, which is interesting. And this is according to Gwyneth Paltrow. That's what she said. But she said that now it felt like the right time that her brand is so strong to take it to a more of a mastige space. So I agree. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. I think people see her, you know, and I mean, there's like insane things like a yoni egg and like all this other stuff in these gift guides and and her like diet of soup and mushrooms or whatever it is. Right. And we're like, girl, come on, be for real. When the news about this came out, I had several friends text me and go, hey, have you tried this yet? I'm really curious, which I thought was interesting because I feel like sometimes, at least based on headlines, people just write her off like uh, crazy Gwyneth, like that's not a girl I can relate to, period. But apparently there's some appeal there. We said it when we were on Sounds Like a Cult, but like she has a massive following, like it doesn't matter what we all think about her. Like at the end of the day, she has people who love her, love her products. And truly like this lineup of products, I will say I have gotten so many messages from people, especially, you know, people who are looking to get pregnant and want to quote unquote clean up their routine. They're just going to like go to Target and buy these because they will feel confident that like there's nothing in it that they shouldn't be using while they're pregnant. You know what I mean? It's all under $40. And Kirby and I are obviously interested in trying the products out. You're just like, okay, I know who Gwyneth is. I'm familiar with Goop. This is sold at Target and Amazon. I'm going to buy it. Right. And there is this conversation when it comes to Goop about kind of being like discovery. Like, oh, I didn't know this ingredient existed or I didn't know that this treatment existed. I remember my first introduction to facial threads, you know, the injectable mm -hmm. sutures was from Gwyneth because she had her plastic surgeon come and show people at one of her summits how to do them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She kind of is on the cutting edge of a lot of different things. And so perhaps maybe there's mass appeal there where it's like, she might say some weird things and is definitely out of touch. But like, I know that if she has tranexamic acid and niacinamide in a product, maybe it's something I should be incorporating into my routine. But I don't know. I would love to hear from the glams on this. Do you have any interest? If you're at Target and you see good, clean gloop, gloop, good, clean goop. She should have called it gloop. Gloop. Will you try it? Will you pick it up and see how it goes? I think people will. I honestly do. And I think one of the biggest criticisms of Goop and Gwyneth is that it's only for a certain type of person who makes above a certain type of, you know, salary. It's for the 1%, whatever. So this is Gwyneth saying, no, like I want to create good, clean products, clean in quotes, for the mass. $40 is still a lot, but you could get, they have the daily juice cleanser for 19 dollars 
They have the fruit facial exfoliating scrub for $24.99. She's got a glycolic toner for $19.99. The most expensive thing is the healthy aging serum, which is $39.99. And then, of course, she's going into supplements. There's some immunity chews, beauty chews, pleasure seeker daily chews. So I have no idea, but I do think that people are going to buy it. Okay, let's move on to our next news story. Sarah, I don't think you were on this particular episode, but a couple years ago, I did an episode with Troy McGeady from the Dunzo podcast and Beyond the Blinds. And we talked about changing the narrative around Britney Spears because, as we all know, Britney Spears shaved her head and everybody attributes that to basically pinpointing the time that she, quote unquote, went crazy. Mm-hmm. And we know how problematic that term is. And we know how terrible she was treated by the paparazzi. Well, her memoir is coming out today, October 24th. Mine is waiting for me in the mailroom. And all I will say is I will give you my thoughts as soon as I finish reading it. Oh, my God. Can you do an Instagram live reading? You should just do it. Or like a Twitch stream. This is your first Twitch stream, Kirby. Yes, just nonstop reading the book. It's like Britney Book Club. Nobody talked to me today. I will be reading this book for 24 hours straight until we all finish it together on Twitch. You're not allowed to eat or sleep until you are done. No, sleep till Britney's memoir. I just have to say I'm like dying at, because, you know, all of the different juicy bits that have been teased up coming to today that, you know, E and Today and Just Jared and everyone have been posting. And someone in the comments wrote, bro, let me read the book for real. Like, stop teasing too much. You're telling me too much. Just wait. Wait until Tuesday when the book comes out. That's the strategy now when it comes to these memoirs is kind of dropping these tidbits to get people to purchase. Because It's like with Jada, would people want to read that book if Jada wasn't giving away all of the tea, you know, as these morsels to get people to read it? Mm -hmm. I think people would have read Britney's book regardless. They would not have had to tease anything and they would have sold just as many. I know. I kind of wish it was kind of like Stranger Things, like you get a 30 second teaser, but then the whole thing drops and you're just on Twitter and like Instagram and like, oh my God, oh my God. It's happening. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, my God. So Brittany comes out, one of the teasers for this memoir, and it reveals why she really shaved her head in 2007. And this is what it says. This is from E! News. More than anything, Britney Spears' infamous 2007 head shaving was a response to feeling like everyone wanted a piece of her. At the time, the then 25-year-old was in the middle of her divorce from Kevin Federline in subsequent custody battle over their young sons, Sean and Jaden. As a result, the pop star, who was no stranger to life in the spotlight, was under more scrutiny than ever. Quote, I'd been eyeballed so much growing up. I'd been looked up and down, had people telling me what they thought of my body since I was a teenager, shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back. Okay, so literally Troy said this. Troy, when he was on Los Angeles, said everyone attributes that time to being like a really bad time for Britney's mental health. And Of course it was. She could not go anywhere without being harassed by the paparazzi. Yeah. But 
people attributed it to something more nefarious for the reason why she shaved her head. A lot of people speculated that because she was in that custody battle, she was shaving her head so they couldn't get like a hair sample for drug testing, which like also doesn't make sense because there's other ways to test for drugs. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was like there was a lot of nefarious things that were being circulated about her that were just simply not true. And what Troy said, and he actually attributes it back to this documentary that the name escapes me right now. Some of you are probably shouting it from the rooftops, but you can't find it anywhere anymore. There's only maybe a three minute part of this documentary that's on YouTube where she talks about it and was like, I shaved my head because I wanted control of my life again. And, you know, my image was everything. And I shaved my head. And Troy kind of goes on to explain, and you guys can listen to that episode. It's from 2021. But he was like, imagine your whole life since you were a child being put in the male gaze of what was sexy or what was attractive. Mm -hmm. And then people become so obsessed with you. You are like Marilyn Monroe levels of famous. You cannot go anywhere without somebody taking a photo of you. Mm -hmm. This was her way of saying F you. It was kind of like when she would go brunette and people would be like, she's bad, Brittany. She's like, whatever. She always had to be the blonde, the thin girl next door girl next door, the laugh it off, even though you're mm -hmm. asking the most invasive question I've ever heard on national television. God. Girl, when she started to kind of push back on like, it's completely inappropriate how you're speaking to me and asking me these questions. I want to be brunette. I want to do this. I want to kind of just say F it. I don't want to be bubblegum pop anymore. People were like, but that's not what we want. And it wasn't even her fans saying that. It was like the industry and her parents, quite frankly, telling her no. So she shaves her head and Troy said it was just kind of like a F you. And maybe in the back of her head, she thought maybe now the paparazzi will leave me alone because I'm not attractive. Like this image is not going to be worth it for them anymore. But of course, the opposite happened. It was even more lucrative for them to get an image of her with the shaved head. So I'm really interested to listen to this book. Brittany, do a reading? She does the intro. Oh, okay. But Michelle Williams has signed on and Michelle Williams is doing the audiobook. Wow. Oscar winner. So, I mean, Brittany's not half-assing it over here. Is that available? So once the memoir comes out, we'll get Brittany's moment and then we will listen to Michelle read, I'm assuming, the entirety of the book because Brittany said it was too painful to relive some of these experiences. Oh, God, poor thing. So... I've been talking to a lot of my Britney people. I'm actually doing a live show with Pop Pantheon on November 2nd in Los Angeles with LAist. If you guys are in LA, come. We're going to be talking about the memoir. We're also going to be talking about the influence of Britney as a musical artist. I will definitely be in Britney cosplay. There's going to be a party afterwards. Come, come, come. Tickets are $15. But the people that I'm doing this panel with, I've been DMing going, okay, I can't wait to read this book because... I'm curious to see if this book feels like she actually fully contributed to it or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think she actually wrote it? I don't think she actually wrote it. Like an as told to? Most of these memoirs have ghostwriters. So I would assume she had a ghostwriter that she told some instances to. There are some circulations happening saying that maybe she gave a few memories but then certain memories that maybe she would want to include were not included because people 
are still kind of controlling the narrative of what's happening with her. That is a podcast for another day. But that is a big conspiracy happening right now. So for me, I'm going into it really wanting to read and see if she touches on a few points that I'm curious to hear about. And if those aren't included, I'm going to be suspect of how involved she actually was with the book. I have a question. Who would you least like to be today? Would you least like to be Justin Timberlake? Would you least like to be Jamie Lynn Spears or her mom? I would least like to be Jamie Lynn. Do you think she's going to go after her? I don't think her mom has any shame. And I don't know how, as a mother, you could have let your daughter go through that, period. There's just no mother with like half a brain would have let that go on for as long as it did. Yeah. I do not consider her a victim in anything. I think it's actually insane how little she did to help Brittany. Yeah. Justin's going to be fine. He's going to be fine because the fact is, is that all of these stories that are coming out. When he was like 19. 20 years ago. And I do think he's a grown man now. He has apologized and hopefully he has learned and grown. That's all you can give any person. Right. Because like, what more can he do at this point? You know what I mean? He can't do or say anything. And I think the actor strike is actually benefiting him right now because if he was doing trolls press. Yeah, this is, oh my God, he would not be doing any interviews. No, he would not. It would be in sync reunion and Britney. It would not be anything regarding his potential upcoming album, right. his tour that's apparently happening next year. So he's being saved in a way by this SAG strike. It was bad news for NSYNC, obviously, because I would assume that had they been able to, they'd be on Jimmy Fallon, Kelly Clarkson, doing performances of this song. So Justin's going to be fine, and I think he will bounce back. Yeah, because at this point, it's like, it is what it is. It's done. It's done. But like Jamie Lynn, I think that she was a child when a lot of this happened. And I know that there is so much to this particular family dynamic. So I don't think she's completely without fault in a few things. But I do think she bears the brunt of a lot of what her dad and her mom set her up for that she is not necessarily deserving of. Like, people were like mad that she went on Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, guys, she's not getting Britney money anymore. She's got to make right. a living somehow. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I, I guess she's not getting Britney money anymore. I would hope not. But, you know, it's like if she has to survive, let her go on Dancing with the Stars. But anyways, let's talk about it on Twitch. I got to figure out how to get on Twitch. Yeah, no, you should. You really should. Like, you need to do this. Should we really quickly talk about Violet Gray? Yes, we should. Sarah, what is going on with Violet Gray? We already talked about how Farfetch's beauty division was shuddering. And we were wondering what was going to happen to the Violet Gray of it all. We had Cassandra Gray on the podcast shortly after Farfetch had acquired Violet Gray. And, you know, she was very excited about it. We were excited for her. Now, the people have reported that Farfetch is selling Violet Gray. So according to Priya Rao, from Business of Fashion, nearly two months after Farfetch announced it was shuttering its beauty division and closing the beauty arm of Browns, the company has put the Los Angeles-based business on the market, said a person familiar with the matter. What do you think this all means, Kirby Johnson? I don't know what it means. I think that this is 
honestly one of the most bonkers unfortunate <laughs> and unfortunate stories yeah acquisitions yeah yes i mean they were just acquired by farfetch the fact that it burned so fast so quickly if i'm cassandra i'm probably heartbroken because obviously she's still involved and this is her baby i mean it was acquired for i believe 50 million dollars so like definitely not chump change no mm-hmm the story says that the retailer was purchased in January 2022 for over 50 million in cash and stock. I would love to know how much cash because for the stock of it all, Farfetch's stock is not great. <laughs> I would not be thrilled with that mix of exchange. Yeah. But I don't know what this means for Violet Gray. It's really, really unfortunate because I think that Violet Gray before was acquired. I think we all knew and we agreed. It's very niche. It's very curated. And because they have the Violet Code, all these different rules that your product must abide by to be a part of the curation of Violet Gray, Cassandra is very particular. And so I think that they were probably hopeful that Farfetch, being such a big retailer, could really help them reach a bigger audience. But this is just so sad that it was just like, nope, actually, we're shuttering and we're selling you. And according to Priya Rao, she said that beauty deal flow has slowed this year. So I think like, unfortunately, this is just happening in the industry as a whole. But I haven't seen it fall so quickly like it has with Violet Gray and Farfetch. What would you do with Violet Gray? Who do you think should acquire Violet Gray? So. The thing that, and this is because I'm coming from editorial, the thing that I love about Violet Gray is not just like the e-commerce part of it, but like they really, truly know how to make really beautiful editorial. They have had incredible writers in the past. They know how to do a really stunning photo shoot. So I don't know, like I, my hope is that like they can save that part. And I don't know if that means like a media company should then acquire Violet Gray. But to me, you can get all of these products that they're selling from like a hundred different other retailers. Okay, so yes. So you have to think, in my opinion, what are you actually offering? Right. And to your point, that is the editorial component. And that's why, and I know that somebody and maybe multiple people are listening right now going, wrong. This is not going to work. There's a thousand reasons why. And if so, please text us or call the hotline. The number is on our Instagram. I feel like Nordstrom should acquire Violet Gray. Like a shop and shop? Yes, but also online. I think that Nordstrom, when I'm on the app or when I'm on the website perusing, they don't necessarily have a very strong editorial component to anything that they do. And it would be so easy because a lot of the brands featured on Violet Gray are available in Nordstrom mm -hmm. to create beautiful editorial content for the website for beauty while incorporating fashion within that and showcasing the fashion they have available at Nordstrom as well. Which they ha already have access to. So it feels like great synergy. And then you could have some stores like a shop and shop. Have a shop and shop. Mm -hmm. This gondola is Violet Gray at Nordstrom. Here's all of the recommendations 
There could be little placards with like, you know, so-and-so makeup artist approved for this and this and these things. And it could be more of this, like, obviously go to Nordstrom, you know, there's going to be high-end products there, but they're always divided by brand. By brand, yeah. I don't specifically go in and understand the story when I'm going through beauty at, at Nordstrom. Like you have to go counter to counter to counter in order for you to see all of the offerings. You would have to visit every single counter. Whereas if you were to go into a shop and shop, you would see the, a curation of the best blushes for fall. Totally. Or something or lipsticks, whatever. I think that's really smart. I like that a lot. But I obviously am not an expert. So surely Nordstrom Beauty is not hurting. Like I'm sure they're doing great. I'm speaking from like just me looking at actually I don't know I'm not really speaking from anywhere I think I'm I'm like tapping into like my memories of me like I used to work at Nordstrom I loved shopping in the beauty department maybe they aren't doing as well but that would be a really interesting partnership I like it thank you everyone for listening this week we will be back on Friday with another great guest interview Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.